This week on the BevCast, this ain't no pinball summer, it's an arcade winter that we wish was arcade fired. One token, press start. All right, welcome to the BAMFcast. Hey, hey. BAMFcast. Episode 158. <laughs> it's a podcast. Wow, it that's is. a lot. That's many podcasts. It is. No, many more than zero. Large podcasts. So I'm Harlow. I'm Beach. I'm Chuck. And we are Sans Mackie for the first time in a long Hooray! time. Oh, no. I mean, boo. The part of Mackie will, tonight will be played by bobblehead uh, Tommy Wiseau. Uh, hi, Daddy. <laughs> oh, good. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, <laughs> great. So, anytime we need uh, his opinion, that's where we're going. We're going to push the button. Can't wait. So, what we do each and every episode is we go ahead and we watch ourselves a quote unquote bad movie, and then we come in here and we talk about it for about thirty to forty five minutes, and then they get ratings. Right. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies get one to five jocks, as in robot jocks. Fuck yeah, for yeah. robot jocks. And bad bad movies, as in stay away, they get a negative sliding scale, uh, one to five bags, as in douchebags after Twilight. Eat shit and die. <laughs> so. Because there's no Mackie, we decided to do a movie that he would uh, extra hate by doing <laughs> well. a comedy yeah. that also features 80s asshole protagonists. Yes. And also boobs. All the, all three things that Mackie really hates. And Joe Don Baker. And Joe Don Baker. Four things. <laughs> these four things that Mackie yeah. hates. <laughs> and video games. And yes. his chair. And th- these, 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 <laughs> let me just come back in from the beginning. <laughs> these five... five no, <laughs> yeah. This paddle game. Yeah. So we did 1983's Joysticks. Yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. The compliment to 1979's Finball Summer. I don't know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> just say, hey, let's make... Joy let's to make, the world. Let's make boob movies around arcades, because... You know, kids and yes, games. Right. It's so, a good idea. plot summary for joysticks, then we'll try to hold this together. All right. Good luck. There's trouble in town, and it's video games. High school students spend so much time with the electronic monsters that there's no time for schoolwork. Shucks. Gah. <laughs> Gorge. That, that may be my favorite plot summary Shucks. that I've ever found. <laughs> Because that's on IMDb <laughs> by Steve Derby. Oh, uh, God good job, you, Steve. Steve Derby. <laughs> yeah. Hats off to you. Mm. Sticko. Uh-huh. So, 1983's Joysticks. Right. <sighs> Are so, we- let's rate it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, this movie is a jumbled mess of poor filmmaking. Also brought on by the time that I believe this was like, the studios were like, Hey, we got Dolby Surround now, uh-huh. so you gotta put some things in those rear speakers. Because it sounds like a goddamn episode of Lost going on in the rear speakers half the time. Yeah. If not that, then it's every you know arcade ambiance thing you've ever heard. Or like the Langoliers are about to eat your time. <laughs> or Field of Dreams. Yes, sure. we can keep going. I think, to be fair to this movie, Mm -hmm. that fans of the film have complained that the DVD is not exactly a good representation of the theatrical product. So you're saying maybe they have 5.1 this DVD up because they were trying to appeal to modern theater systems? Could be that. Could be that this company didn't know what the hell they were doing. Sure. All I know is that one or two guys on the internet were very upset. Okay, well... Then I apologize. Maybe this is not the original filmmaker's intent, but the DVD well. that we we watched was mixed in a very strange way, so that there were always whispers and or going on in the yeah. We might have gone insane at some point. Yeah, I thought About my neighbor's dog seconds. was talking to me, or perhaps an arcade was off in the background. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sometimes both. Langley, sure. <laughs> but anyway. 
So the movie opens. It yeah. does. <laughs> so opening and then eventually it closes. <laughs> and there is nerdy guy Eugene, Ooh, Eugene riding Roby. in the car singing Camptown Races like nerdy kids in the 80s did. Yes. I guess. Sure. Singing a slightly modified version. He's making up his own yeah. lyrics. Sure. Like we all do when we're singing Camptown wow. Races in the car. Well, ourselves. you don't want to have to pay for Camptown Races, so oh, you, you right. just make shit up. Right. So and on, then, his, on his way to his first day of work. Yes, at the local arcade. The arcade. Jefferson's Arcade. I don't yeah. know that it Jefferson's a uh, DJ Cool Guy Arcade. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets uh, another car pulls up alongside of him and is like, "Hey, look at that guy singing." So like you do in the eighties, these two girls in this convertible hang all over each other out the window <laughs> and lean over and get his attention. Is that a thing with like? Bad arcade movies where people are assholes to each other in cars <laughs> I think and are so. hanging on each other on no. one side of the car. That was the eighties. That was just the eighties in general. Is that, I, it had nothing to do with the genre of movie. No. It's just people were people did that in that people time. were very close. That's yes. how AIDS started. Oh. <laughs> oh dear. That explains a lot. Yeah. Um and so they both lean out of the side of the car and they get his attention and they're like, Hey, big boy, you wanna come sing a song to us? And he's like, You like my singing? I didn't know if I was any good. So they eventually lure him into their back seat. Yeah. After after showing them the breasts, this is like while he's still in his car. This, now important. They're double parked on the road in the middle of the road, essentially. Yeah. Of this two lane road with you know spaces on the side. So they, if there were traffic, they would be stopping it. Flash their breasts, and he's like, "Oh, I'll climb in the back of the car." <laughs> then he uh, says that he's going to unleash Simba. Simba. His his code name for you know his Johnson. Yes. <laughs> his <laughs> U, you. his Eugene Simba Johnson. And one day Simba, all of this will be. <laughs> No, yes. no, no, no. Simba. <laughs> they, had, they couldn't have known. Simba. That's what's so great about it. <laughs> so I want a remix of this movie with that. Yes. That happens. But anyway, <laughs> they, they entice him to stand up. Like in the his sunshine coming <laughs> yeah, from his crotch. light source comes from his crotch. And then a, like a baboon is holding it up. <laughs> sure. Towards the sun. Yes. Awful. Um, He's holding him up. Yes. And the sun is coming out of his crotch. <laughs> right. And then later, when he's older, he's voiced What's by Matthew Broderick. What's that shitty Broderick. guy out of the coconut? <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, so he stands up in the back of the convertible. Granted, still in the middle of the street, and starts to take his pants off. Yeah. They whip out a Polaroid and take a picture of him in his boxers, which is apparently hilarious. It's what they were doing it to try to, it's part of their initiation ceremony to get into their sorority, as right. they explained briefly. A nerd without pants. Sure. Yeah. So... He kind of stumbles out of the car. They take his pants, and they'll be like, "We'll see you at the arcade. We'll have your pants." Well, a cop there. drives by. Well, th- this and was he freaks out. This was before he dropped his pants. I think wasn't it? No, his pants were off. No, his pants. Okay. Were off. His well, pants cop, were full off. The cop and the doesn't cop seem like, to care. No, he just, just drove like, by. He's like, yeah, kids. Uh, another fucking nerd." No hey, it's Simba. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's time. How's it going? Hakuna Matata. So yes, he drives on by, and. Yeah. And the nerd crawls back in his car. And anyway, he they gets, steal his pants. They steal his pants. He gets in the arcade and long sequence of him going into the arcade. Creeping with no pants. around. Yeah. The, and yes. my film, The Creeping Kid. And then they he gets to meet Jefferson Bailey, the owner of the arcade. Yeah. Um, Scott McGinnis. Yes. Yeah. From apparently from Star Trek three. Famous fame. for that big one scene of his in Star Trek three, where he talked down to Captain Kirk and then was embarrassed. Well, as well, you should be. And Uhura put him in the closet mm. with R. Kelly. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, and anyway, so Nobody he gets puts there. Bailey in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, he gets his pants back, and yay, movie ends. Yeah. <laughs> 
and they're just like for like the first 20 to 30 minutes of this movie they're just being addicted to eugene it's like oh let's pick on the nerd and blah, blah, being blah. addicted to eugene's dick yeah they, they were and they're like you know they're, they're they just have them do all the shit jobs they're like there's a band outside rocking and you should go knocking and see come and knocking you know go see what's going on so yeah. wackiness ensues i do think we need to point out that this van Looks like your standard 80s conversion van, mm-hmm. you know, tinted windows, rocking. Not just tinted, the rape tent, the beyond, <laughs> yeah, the, the beyond limousine tent. Yeah. You cannot it, see yes. inside yeah. this van. And then he climbs up on top of the van because he can't see through the windows. Right. Looks through the open skylight. hole. Because yeah. there's, there's, it's not really a skylight or a moonroof or a sunroof. No, it's a giant it's, hole. It's just a hole. Yeah. And he looks down and there's a, a man and a woman naked in a hot tub in the van. I'm sorry, they were what? Naked. Oh. Yeah, okay. see, he had a hot tub in the back of his hand. A hot oh. tub. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he falls into it head first. Yes. Uh-huh. And this is the point in the movie where it becomes Million Dollar Baby, the third act. <laughs> because he's now fallen head first into a hot tub and crippled himself. Yeah, this couldn't yeah. be more than a foot deep, I'm sure, yeah. in the back yeah. of a van. Yeah, but all you see is like socked feet <laughs> flailing around. And the two are just sitting in this hot tub drinking champagne, just like... Hey, yeah. and then Jeff there's Bailey, a nerd in my hot tub. <laughs> Jeff Bailey goes to visit him in the hospital, and he asks him to finish the rest of that movie, which right. you may not have seen. But anyway, right? Sure, that would have been a better movie to watch. Is what no, we're trying to say. I don't know. So yeah, there's there's just wacky assholery going on in the beginning thirty minutes of this movie. That like wacky assholery. The movie it, it didn't really get on my nerves until about twenty minutes in, which is kind of past our five minute veto window. Because at first I was like, I'll tell you, I was. You were thinking about calling it, weren't you? I was approximately ready to shut it off at mm, three and a half minutes in. Okay, I wouldn't have. I was. It. I was hoping. <laughs> I was hoping to hear similar. Fed up with I, this shit. I just. Noises. I thought that they had to get through the loud banging assholery to get through to like to the actual story, and I was trying to give it some time because I was like, "This is loud, incomprehensible gibberish that people are speaking mm-hmm. and being mean to each other." Mm-hmm. And there's brief flashes of breasts, and Yay! then I was like, "We're Hooray! gonna, we're gonna get to a story. This has to happen. There, there is going to be a story." Did we ever get to a story? No, sort of, no. because the crux of the movie is save the rec center. Is that <laughs> one of the girls in, it, that comes here? Uh, is that Patsy? Is that yes, Patsy mm-hmm. Rudder? Like, oh my god, yeah, like but, oh my god, yeah. Like, Dad, why don't you let me come to the arcade? It's totally where everybody hangs. I'm going to take your money and go to the mall and spend it all. Dad. So this this chick has played that Valley Girl character a hundred times. Sure. But anyway, she's She's at the arcade and she is the daughter of Joe Don Baker's Joseph Rudder. Yeah. And he catches her like at the arcade after midnight. Ooh. And drags her out of there and is like, blah, blah, blah. My daughter shouldn't be in here to play some filth. I'm going to shut you down. Jimmy Bond, going to shut you down. <laughs> right. So, story. That's your story. Side plot to that, there is also King Vidiot, played by John Uncle Rico Grease. <laughs> uh-huh. And he's got a weird punk crew that also apparently thinks they're Pac-Man characters or like, something. Yeah. On occasion. Because, yeah, he'll summon them and they just walk up, go on and walk up, walk up, Yeah. Yes. Mushroom, mushroom. And I, I don't know. They, yeah. They're weird. They're, they're like the punk characters, but it's like they want to be at the arcade, but he's got some kind of rivalry thing with Jefferson's character. Not, it's weird. They sort of don't. They sort of just like going in there and playing video games. They don't go in there and fuck shit up. Not really. They just want to play video games. And Jefferson is just like at one point 
point in the movie is just like, you guys can't be in here. Yeah. And that's essentially the... Well, he was raising hell of some sort. No, he wasn't. Wasn't he? He was when they were, they were having their quote-unquote private party after shenanigans happened. And they popped in because they heard video games and were like, we want to play video games. And that's when the first dumbass contest kicked off where it was, all right, if you win, you can stay and play video games. If you lose, you got to get out. I thought he kicked him out at one point for, for raising hell of some sort. No. You sure? I okay. I don't I mean, think no. so. I think it was just like all of a sudden it was like, I'm Maybe tired that was of a your, fever dream. Your, there, your kind. <laughs> there may have been like, ah, get out of here, you, but... There was never anything like, ah, out, get well, his, out, his thing, idiot. He probably said something, because like, every time anybody says anything to him, he's like, I don't like this, I don't do that, I'm an anarchist, blah. Basically, Who yeah. likes video games. Right. That have Which order. Which are of nothing but rules. <laughs> rules and order and points. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, somewhere along here, oh, God, I almost don't even want to talk about him, but we have to talk about McDorfus, or Dorfus, as he's called throughout most of the movie. Sure. McDorfus. The big, nasty, stupid, fat blubbering guy the he's we want john belushi but we want to make him worse right he's filthy and he's fat so he eats disgusting things and farts a lot wow there are at least six scenes in this film that are supposed to be punctuated by a fart joke at least six scenes that are punctuated by fart jokes yes in one scene the farts only affect jodon baker (laughs) everyone else in the room is like hooray (laughs) thanks thanks uh thanks mackie sure yeah uh yeah okay so dorfus is there he ostensibly is like the repair guy for the arcade i think is he i i think i don't know i don't know he's friends with jefferson but he also apparently sort of works there i don't know he does ish i think because he's He's always always there. there yeah yeah He's probably one of those guys, you know, that was always there. And so they're like, hey, why not? Here, stop being here or help out. Right. Fix Sweet. this and we'll give Fix you tokens. Yeah. Oh, tokens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's always eating disgusting things. So yeah. anyway, please, let's just stop talking about him, except for when he's integral to the plot, which he's never. So we're done. No, wait. There's like 30 minutes in the middle of this movie where he's crucial to the whole sneak into Chodon Baker's house. <laughs> I said crucial to the plot. That's not really... I believe during that sequence, you hit yourself in the face. I did. And then I grabbed my hair and was attempting to bang it against whatever hard surface I could find. Yeah. Okay, so these are all characters. Yes, Jordan they are. Baker wants to shut down Jefferson's arcade. Right. Jefferson is like a video game ronin. Like, he won't play video games and won't talk about them. Right. Uh, He's like Silent Jen. Yes. He he has a mysterious past with video games, and it's not until deep into the third act that we find out why. He's a man of peace. He's done games. It is seriously the most ridiculous backstory ever. It is. They build this up the entire movie, and because the first challenge that happens between Vidiot and he has to have Dorfus play for him. Right. And this consists of Dorfus eating uh, disgusting food through his first two two of three lives of this video game, and then kicking the guy's ass with his last guy basically dude and then he wins and so they kick vidiot and his crew out but no they let him stay yeah then he's like ah you can stay just don't be a dick right which is impossible for this guy but anyway so that's the plot (laughs) okay if there's a plot sure now the other things that happen Uh is jodon baker has two nephews i think they refer to them as yeah yes um their first plot is they're going to infiltrate the the video arcade so one of them dresses like Serpico, and the other one dresses in drag. Yeah. And 
they go in and one guy's doing the Serpico thing, but he's like, uh, oh, peace, love, and brothers, yeah, here's a flower. And the other one is this hideous but ugly man who makes a hideous but ugly woman. Uh-huh. Maxine. That something. That Vidiot's character immediately hits on for some reason. I don't know. He but has the, nice legs. But they go around the arcade and they're, and they're this this long sequence is only punctuated by they finally get in the corner and they're like this place has no security. We should break in here tonight and steal all the games. And Eugene is sitting right up above them <laughs> for whatever reason, right on like the floor of this yeah. upper level listening going. <gasps> yeah. So this long sequence is just to get to that. Yep. So here is the middle act <laughs> entirely because they go to steal the games. And because this is 80s, comedy where your plot has to be Rube Goldbergian in that (laughs) one guy goes let's call the cops they're going to break in here and of course they're like no let's do this in the most complicated least efficient and painful (laughs) way possible Uh, so tax on the doors and Christmas (laughs) ornaments underneath the windows and paint cans they they don't go the full Home Alone Straw Dogs route but they do they send Dorfus and Eugene to Joe Don Baker's house Yes. Meanwhile, the uh, Jefferson and the rest of them are kind of hiding around the corner. So when they pull the, the truck up to load up the video games into the back of this truck, they siphon out their gas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they've now loaded up all the video games. When they go to drive off, they can't. So uh-huh. they, they walk off to go get gas. Meanwhile, everyone that was there loads the video games back into the arcade yeah. and shuts the door behind them. So when they get back with the gas, they just drive off nothing. Empty now, Eugene and Dorfus... At the house. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, this scene was pretty good. <laughs> it made a lot of sense. Structurally, it, it, it from from one moment to the next, Why, every no, no. character You made say s- it makes a lot of sense. Why were they there? What purpose were they serving by being there? None. Okay. <laughs> so when you say it made a lot of sense, you mean it made none. Exactly. Okay. Zero sense. All right. So they, they climb up the second story window yes. doing the uncomfortably close climb up the ladder together they're thing. both climbing at the same time essentially. Mm, face in the butt and of course fat guy being fat guy knocks the ladder over <laughs> yeah so now they're stuck on the second floor and they've climbed directly into jodon baker's bedroom with his passed out wife thanks to sleeping pills on the bed right. jodon baker nowhere to be found no. don't know why because like uh, five minutes later he explains that it's two in the morning um, he's a businessman. So Dorfus's first thought is, "Hey, this broad's passed out. Eugene, it's time to pop your cherry. Yeah, by having sex with this passed out woman. No, that would be rape. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's what this movie suggests. It it sure does. Fortunately, she wakes up in her sleeping pill like coma and starts groping what? Eugene. Yeah, he pushes him onto her and he's like, "No," and then she's like. <laughs> And it begins like fever dreaming, groping this guy for uh, 20 minutes and not allowing him to move. Meanwhile, he's going, uh, no, uh, excuse me, no, please, uh, no. And Dorfus is just standing there <laughs> watching, going, yeah. So he's, he's like the other redneck in Pulp Fiction. He's just like, yeah, do it. <laughs> so now Joe Don Baker comes home. Yeah. Okay, walks, well, into, walks into the room. Dorfus hides in the closet sure. poorly, <laughs> mind you, because he's large and smelly. Um, <laughs> we could smell him through through this. Yes, this was like smell of vision. Yeah, 
He comes into the room, doesn't mind the noise that's going on from his wife slash Eugene going, no, no, <laughs> no please, we can let hear me it. <laughs> I know, we can hear it plain as day. Goes in the closet, takes off his jacket and everything, doesn't see the big fat guy actually doing cartoon shaking <laughs> I'm nervous behind the, behind the uh, coat hangers. Yeah. Then Carl crawls into bed, still doesn't notice what's going on on the other side of the bed. No, here's a whole other dude in his bed <laughs> that he does not notice. <laughs> While they're squirming around. Mm-hmm. Now Dorfus is now sneaking out, but before he can leave the room, a uh, big old nasty <laughs> wet fart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was when you punched yourself in the face. <laughs> I did, because Joe Don Baker just grabs an aerosol can and is like, I told you to see about this Mildred or whatever the fuck your name is, I don't know. And then he go he goes down he goes downstairs, sneaks out of the house. Fine, he's out of the house. Eugene's still in the bed. Right. Now he knocks on the door and does this whole weird speech to Joe Don Baker to distract him so that Eugene can escape. Yeah. That goes on for a while. It goes on for a long, long while. Eventually, it goes on for a while, the movie. Eventually, <laughs> he escapes out the door, comes out the door to run into, what's her face, Patsy, the daughter, Right. looks at her, and then goes back into the bedroom. And rather than just going, hey, wackiness happened, um, I right. gotta leave now. No. He just turns around and walks back in, climbs out the roof. All the meanwhile, Joe Don Baker and dumbass are talking downstairs <laughs> he climbs down lands right in front of him and it's just like ta-da <laughs> thus negating all of the sneaking out and all the other bullshit that we've sat through for 20 minutes <laughs> and they walk off it's the only thing that mildly made me smile about that whole thing is his dwarfus is like everyone's always somewhere and then like eugene pops out he's like he was just somewhere and now he's here <laughs> right so anyway the the punchline if there is one uh, to be had to the scene is the van now rides up with uh-huh. the two doofus nephews yeah. They open up the back and be like, we stole all the gangs. Up, oh, empty truck. Boy. Yeah. Thanks, Mac. Yeah. yeah. And so they all jump in the car and Patsy goes with them because now there's a lingerie party at the. Yeah. Hooray! Well, uh, lingerie she, party. She was in her like night gal yeah. nighty thing and right. she jumps in the car with them. Like, while they're, while dad was investigating the truck. Dad's outside. Oh my god, going to the arcade. The arcade. But she gets to the arcade, apparently <laughs> somehow the message went out pre-internet text messaging that, right. hey, she's in a 90s, so everybody, it's a pajama party! Hooray! Hooray. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, it's after hours, right. they're not open, because no. apparently this is like a bar, and it can't be passed open past right. a certain time or something. And Well, according to Joe Don Baker. Who's a businessman. Who's sure. a dick. <laughs> So he shows up to get his daughter, and it's like, I'm going to shut you down. You should be open. Blah, 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 blah. Exactly. Blah. That's a direct quote. Blah. And this is now officially when it becomes like challenge for the rec center. Uh, same rules. We'll play a video game. Your man versus my man takes the winning thing, and I'll shut down if, if your guy wins or, you know, you have to leave forever if no, I no, win. That's no. no, like later. I thought this was like I thought it was one after the pajama party when he actually made the challenge. No, no, the the, no. the first challenge is after the pajama party. That's oh when, no, no, this is when he's like, I'm going to take you to the mayor, right? Well, yeah, the, this is because <laughs> the second challenge is after the the city council meeting or whatever. Sure, this is this is like this. The first challenge is Vidiot's in there and and they're like, get out of here, Vidiot. This is a private party, right? It was like, well, I will play for it. Oh, this is the you're open after hours. I'm going to yeah. take you to the mayor thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they go before city hall and. Dear God Almighty, it becomes fucking forbidden zone at one point in time in this <laughs> scene. I I don't even know. 
please try to describe this bullshit? Uh, well, basically, it is your standard, you know... Foot, it's like Footloose. Yeah. They've I mean, gone just, before the council yeah. to plead their cases. Evil guy is just painting this place to be just a den of sin and debauchery where there's mud wrestling and pimps and just... No video games in the place, mind you, but just... Oh, yes, that flashing around scene. Right. Yeah. And so the other side paints it to be like this... this like church group. Thing. Yeah, yeah, just like we all drink milk and and whatever. Praise Jesus. And then just I there's so much bullshit in the scene, but basically it just ends with the with the mayor going, I don't see any crimes here. Case dismissed and everyone's hooray. like, Hooray and I mean there's a bunch of bullshit in there. Like there's a nurse who's describing terrible symptoms of video gaming and it's all euphemisms for jacking off and it's mm-hmm. just it's just uncomfortable and awkward and gross. <laughs> But yeah. it, it just leads to the mayor has decided, fuck you, Jodon Baker. There's nothing wrong here. Yeah, yeah, they're just kids. It's an arcade. Shut your face. And there's a whole running thing about there's a picture at one point because there were two topless chicks who got pushed out of a room and landed on Jodon Baker right when they took a picture. Mm-hmm. And it's imagine if you had two topless chicks pushed onto you suddenly you would make a surprised face at first that's the picture they took but somehow they think that's an incriminating picture even though Jodan Baker is like oh my god naked chick it's but they use this picture like look he's he's engaging in the sin yeah so there's this whole thing with the fucking picture and then it just becomes hey it's a challenge for video game arcade supremacy my guy who's now vidiot because you kicked him out yeah, well, because he has a scene where he's like, "If you if you work for me, you need to create a disturbance." Because <laughs> this happens before the challenge. She goes like, "He yeah. cut, video comes over to his house and he's like, you work for me and create a disturbance. Help me. You know, we're on the same side. We don't like this Jefferson guy. We got to get his arcade shut down. Uh, if you do all this, like, I'll I'll buy your own video game, which he almost freaking breaks down into tears." At the thought of owning a video game console yeah. or a cabinet or whatever. That's almost the movie's only good scene because Jordan Baker is just so grossed out by this guy. Yeah. And he is doing a good job of just being gross and, right. and weird. Yeah. And then he goes, wheels. We need wheels. <laughs> because at one point he walks out and there's like some, you know, bikes outside the there's arcade. And he's outside, like, he's yeah. like, he's sitting on it and he's like, we need wheels. Like, yeah. Like a huffy. <laughs> yeah. So. They get wheels. They get wheels. They get yeah. dumbass mini bikes <sighs> and full pocket bikes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he and his four hoodlumettes, <laughs> his videettes, videettes. videettes, yeah, ride around on them and then ride into the arcade and try to menace people with them, like doing the motorcycle, Wee. pull it up and shove the wheels in people's yeah, faces. But like just picking, picking up the, whole the bike thing up. and yeah. shoving it in people's faces. Like look, ah, yeah. They're so the thing is that they're so thrilled about these. That's that's the part of the quote unquote joke that works is that even though it's so fucking stupid, they are so stoked to have them. They're just like, yeah, we're somebody. We got wheels. Well, they had no wheels. I know. And then now they, they upgraded wheels, to I know. tiny wheels yeah. to joyful wheels. Jonah sure. Baker's like Santa to these people. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think this is the point where the challenge get, gets issued because Jonah Baker shows up and he's like, ah, see, crime, crime happening at the place. Shut it down. And he's like. <laughs> You get out of here, <laughs> challenge, video game challenge. Uh-huh. And so he's like, well, video will play for me. He's like, yeah, but this time we're playing my game, which is Super Pac-Man. <laughs> and and he's like, yeah, well, my guy, big fat McDorfus guy is going to play you, and he'll still wipe the floor with you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so they kidnap McDorfus. Yeah. Before the right before it happens, they kidnap him. So now Jefferson has to play because there's apparently no one else he knows that can play video games well. All the girls he knows are pretty terrible at games. I mean, they've shown a few clips where it's like they have stripped video game at one point in time and they're super eager to play video games, sure, which is unlike they love nowadays, them. but yeah. they're bad at it, which just leads to them taking their tops off. Right, right, right. So, but yeah, so Oh god. Uh-huh. I know. It's yeah. it's painful to try to get through. Basically, now <laughs> it's time for him to explain why he's a video game Ronin. And the story is, is when he first opened the arcade, he and his lady friend were in the back, making sweet, sweet love for the very first time. And now, every time he looks into a video game screen, he gets physically ill. Because, in the mid-coitus, he looks up into the screen and sees her father's reflection as he's coming into the room and starts slapping her, and then they moved away and he never saw her again. (laughs) So every time he sees a video game screen, he gets physically ill and can't play. Yep. Which Eugene offer gets offers to get him some drama me and he's like, No, won't help. <laughs> <laughs> right. So he's like, Snap out of it, man, it's your arcade. The town and these kids need you. So training montage. <laughs> yes. With him doing sit ups and bullshit. While Eugene reads tips on how to play Pac Man. Right. It's dumb. Yeah. What and then he they? plays Pac Man. Well, didn't he say he needed 15 minutes after Dorfus was captured? Yes. And all this training montage yes. happened in like 15 minutes? He's like, minutes. give me 15 minutes. 10 of which involves telling the backstory. Right. And then five of which is doing some sit-ups and some push-ups. Yeah. And Now, running. okay, we didn't mention this in the first like uh, video game challenge thing. Yeah. Not only are they playing video games, mm-hmm. they're now in this challenge phase. It's now Jefferson versus King Vidiot. <laughs> the setup that they have... Are waist high giant controllers that have like bowling balls on, you know, they're like the ball t- top controllers. Right. They're waist high and they have like a bowling ball on top. And so they. With f- buttons. With buttons on the ball. Many buttons. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they have to stand there and play with these giant joysticks. Joysticks. Title achieved. Yeah. <laughs> But then they're playing Pac-Man and just mashing buttons like crazy. No Pac-Man, no buttons used in Super Pac-Man. No. Oh, but Any he's Pac-Man. whipping them buttons. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's wailing on these buttons. Someone should really tell him. There's, there's you no could buttons just, in Pac-Man. They do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's buttons. The buttons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he starts sweating and having flashbacks and, oh, my God, I'm going to lose. And Eugene's giving him the pep talk. And At one point, they just cut to a full frame image of the, of the girl's dad <laughs> standing just in. sternly yeah. looking at him. <laughs> and that's when he starts freaking out. Yeah. And then so, Dorfus gets free. I don't even. I don't even he gets free. That's all that needs to be said. No, it kind of does, because I, I, I want to talk about how they ruin the ending of this movie. And this is lead up to it. Have, have at it. Okay. So the wife. <laughs> Jodon Baker's wife, because he was tied up in the couch on the couch of of Jodon Baker's living room. He farts loudly and awakens the comatose wife. She comes downstairs and is like, "Ooh, a man!" No, she recognizes the smell of his fart right. from when he did it in the bedroom earlier. Sure, that's and yeah. begins like molesting him while he's tied up. Anyway, he's like, "Hey, if you free me, I'll, I'll come. I'll come back men. tonight with men that are even better than me and me." <laughs> Agreed, and she's like, "Yes," and unties him, and, <laughs> and he like runs the, like the cartoon, <laughs> the strung out cartoon horror-ish thing from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, that's what she reminded me. Right. right. Yeah. So he runs to the arcade and is like, "Oh, last man, I'll jump in and play." And Eugene's like, "No, 
he has to do it himself. He has to face his fears. He has to face his fears, and if you jump in now, he could be scarred for life. And he's like... And he almost says it like that. Scarred for life. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. So let's start cheering for him. You can do it! And he does it and wins. Hooray! Hooray! Did we mention that King Vidiot gave up on his last man? I think so. Well, he did. I mean, like... He's yeah. like, I got him beat. Yeah, I got so much more score. And he's like, ah, just give up. And right. Todon Baker's taunting him. He's like, you're beat. Why don't you just give up? And he's like, because I got no place else to go. But no. And also the mayor's there playing. Stomp up to the yard. Yeah. Playing Gorf. So he yeah. wins. And <laughs> the mayor learns how to play games. And they wheel in his uncle who, who gave him the space that became the arcade, essentially, who has been gone for the entire movie, <laughs> rolls up with his hot nurse and goes... Well, I left because I was looking for somebody. Look, it's Sandy, your girlfriend from the flashback from five minutes ago. Yeah. Never mind the fact that Jefferson has been fucking every broad in this place the entire movie. Right. Totally railing him. Just suddenly like, oh, Sandy's here. Oh, great. The love of my life. Yeah. Tell me about it, Jeff. You can't live in the past forever. Yeah, so... And then old guy basically turns into Rodney Dangerfield. Well, yeah, because he well he turns and he's like... Because Eugene is, is oogling the, the nurse. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, tell that kid that nurse is mine. And he like feels her up. Yeah. <laughs> and then like... He's like, like hey, you. kid, you know what you need? You need to get laid. Now, movie should have been everybody jumping up in the air, high-fiving, going, yeah! yeah! And freeze frame. Yes. And credits. Yeah. That is how no. you end this movie. No. 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 <laughs> they have one more scene where they, of course, Dorfus is leading him to hotel room, mm-hmm. opens up the door, and there's, you know... Mrs. Baker. Mrs. Baker. <laughs> Mrs. Don Baker. Rudder. Don Rudder Baker. That's her last name. But Mrs. yeah, Rudder. And she's all, like, whored out with a whip and chains and stuff, and he's like... Let me show you Simba. Zip. And then it credits. <laughs> and yeah. well, then it ends like a Mentos commercial with yeah, them walking off high five. It like, does. Because yeah. even the music comes in and it's like, we got a friend laid. Mentos getting your friend laid. Yeah. Mentos, the fresh maker. Then the movie ends. Mercifully. Credits. Hurrah. Simba. He grew to be a man that one day, Simba, all of this will be whores. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, uh, well, before we rate it. You know what they say, love is blind. That's so true, Mackie. <laughs> before we rate this movie, I have a question. Okay. Oh, God, I have an answer. I want to know if this movie is worse than Pinball Summer. The answer? Yes. Might surprise you. <laughs> The answer is yes, Chuck. Are you happy now? I'm pleased as punch. <sighs> I don't know. You guys I- wish you'd watched Pinball Summer again, don't you? Yes, and only because... I don't know what you're going to say. There's but- no Dorfus, oh, and it's more coherent. It's like... <laughs> I know. It. There's a lot more assholery <laughs> going on, but the plot of Pinball Summer makes more sense, and people don't go... <laughs> extraordinary links out of their way to do the dumbest thing possible to solve a problem. Don't they, though? They do, (laughs) but not like this. (laughs) And I will say that Pinball Summer at least had like three or four actual moments of funny shit, whereas this movie did not. Okay. No legit funny shit happened in in Joysticks. No, no, not really. There are like three or four scenes in Pinball Summer where you can go, that was funny. Well, like the, the, the... the the outdoor f- 
like pool fight thing, like the the, the <laughs> topless <laughs> pinball that was going on in there, and then like the that, dude getting blasted in the face. With yes, the fire, hose. the fire hose. I mean, like there was that at least. There was nothing no. but painful, yeah. awful fart jokes. Guy in, with giant weights in the weight room. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Them drawing yeah. the dick on the van and just like, wait a minute, <laughs> finishing it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Redeemed. <laughs> okay. Let's rate it. Not so fast. All right. <laughs> <sighs> well, that being said. Yeah. Um, do I recall correctly that I gave Pinball Summer? Was that a two bagger? Or you was all it? gave it bags except me. I remember um, that. Would you like me to tell you what you please, rated it? Please. Um, I rated Pinball Summer four bags. Uh-huh. Mackie rated it two bags. You rated it four bags. Oh, it was four. <laughs> and Chuck rated it three jocks because he's an idiot. No, I'm right. This podcast is validated mm. in my opinion. Mm. <laughs> you realize what you have to do now. I do. I do. <laughs> I do realize what I have to do. I have painted myself into the proverbial corner. Uh-huh. You can give it whatever you want, really. I mean, you edit the podcast, so you can cut that part out. I No, 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 no. Okay. I, I, I like your, your fact checking is, is appreciated here because I thought I thought it was a little bit higher on the bag scale. No, you were I find it. Baggier. I find it hard to give a movie with this many boobs five bags but I'm going to find it in my heart to do so. Five fun bags? Five fun bags <laughs> for joysticks. I'm sorry. May God have mercy on our souls. No. Chuck? No, I'm going last. Mackie, <laughs> <laughs> would you like to go? I think that's a five bagger. <laughs> I don't know that I'm quite ready to give it five, but it's definitely a four. I do not want to watch this ever again, nor do I want anyone to watch you this. You actually have more wiggle room, puns intended, on on your rating because mm-hmm. you rated Pinball Summer higher. So no, I rated it for I rated Pinball Summer. Oh, four I thought bags. you said Mackie gave it to two. Mackie, oh, gave Mackie it was two. the forgiving. Yeah. Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah, I I do think it's worse in ways, but I don't think it's quite five territory because I could sit through this. I didn't. I didn't start to get up and leave. Okay. Except for that first point. So it stays at a four against, you know, against what may be evidence. <laughs> it's a four. I think, I think what actually if can... If anybody made me watch it again, I'd rate it a five and I'd punch them in the face. <laughs> While there might be some exquisite floppy naturals in this movie, because God bless the 80s before, you know, terribleness happened, there was... <laughs> Um, what is terribleness defined as? Well, like big, nasty, awful, fake okay, breasts. Right. Yeah. I mean, just making yeah, rock just, hard concrete yeah, breasts. Exactly. <laughs> just making sure. Yeah, um, no. Things that move. Yeah. <laughs> the scenes that can drag it fully into a five are the sneaking into the house, which was, like I said, not even needed, no. and just to drag it on that long. And like I said, I was getting a serious Forbidden Zone vibe with them going through. Because like, I literally, I think I... I I blinked away for half a second, so I didn't even understand what the hell was going on. Yeah, you had to ask, what is, th- what is this? Because, like, the, the scene of Joe Don Baker's version of the, of the arcade was like, what the fuck <laughs> is going on? Like, I, I, I momentarily stopped paying attention, and I was completely lost for that three-minute montage of mm-hmm. what the hell was going on in there. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, yes, those things... I wish bad. I wish that version of the arcade actually existed though, because that <laughs> sure. was pretty fucking. There sweet. were no games. There was in no that. games. There was mud wrestling. Well, I'd be okay watching. There the were games wrestling. in there, but there was mud wrestling. That that is a game, but not a coin operated one. No, no, could be. It's in, a in Canada. Canada. <laughs> Canada. Yes. Okay, Huckin Looney. All suspense scripted. aside, Chuck. Yeah. How many jocks is this one going to get? Zero jocks. Oh. oh, how many bags is it going to get? Four bags. What? <laughs> you dislike something that was actually shitty. Hey. 
I am shocked. Come on. And amazed. There is such an obvious... Uh, the case I made already, there's such a difference between this movie and Pinball Summer. Mm-hmm. Pinball Summer, as for as annoying as it was, and part of my enjoyment of that movie was your pain, but I still sure. thought that movie had a bit of charm to it for whatever it's worth. I don't know. This movie, fuck everyone in this movie. I I, I don't want to see any of them ever again. I, I hope half of them died. <laughs> hey, hey, now, John John Grease has done some fun things. Fine, he's life. okay. I d- Jodon I, Baker's I, excuse. I did sort of like Jodon Baker retroactively being the what is now the voice of reason, <laughs> telling all these assholes to shut up. Um, mm-hmm. I, I also like the fact that this movie stars both Leaf Green and Jim Greenleaf, which is sure. just mind-blowing. Uh, <laughs> Wait, oh, yeah, wow. I didn't... I knew they both had Leaf in their name. I didn't yeah. even actually realize... Yeah. Leaf Green, Green and Greenleaf. Jim Greenleaf. Boy, the set must have been confused. Yeah. But yeah. Jim Greenleaf. Ah! <laughs> Leaf to the set. Uh, no, Green. Uh, <laughs> get Both of you, just get out of here. Uh, yeah, this movie sucks. Here. Four bags. Okay. Christ, it's terrible. Um... I laughed a lot through it. It was sort of nervous laughter, like, holy Christ, this is bad. Mm-hmm. So, I do kind of want to point out the soundtrack before we go away. Okay. I don't quite... <laughs> was that it? I don't... Yeah, well, no. I don't want to give it a Stargrove. I don't want to nominate it for a Stargrove, but mm-hmm. I do want to point out that the soundtrack... It f- isn't as bad as the rest of the movie is, I don't it think. It fits this kind of movie. It, it could have gone with a slightly better movie. There, the The one song was... Stupidly catchy because it was so video game song because he was actually just going video, 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 and then I think maybe eventually got to games. I don't know. I I think it just said video over and over again. That song and the the titular song, the the joysticks song, actually, (laughs) the credits was kind of fun. Now, the girl that was throughout the credits that they kept having numerous breast and ass shots of was that actually Sandy? I don't know. I don't think it was just just someone playing games. Okay. Okay. Because, yeah, throughout the whole credits, it's yeah, just I some girl playing yeah, I don't think Star or something. Uh, Space Wars. Space Wars. Star, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Something. Some Galaga clones. Yeah. She wasn't very good at it. Video game. Anyway. Let, us, right. let us please take second half breaking time. Okay. Yes, let us do that. Right, welcome back. Hey, Mamcast. Second half. And we're still missing Mackie, thankfully. Oh. Yes, but we still have Bobblehead. Why so Mackie here? That's right. <laughs> uh-huh. Bobbling his head. So, uh, before we get into new things, I guess we'll play a, uh, a voicemail that uh, deals with the last episode. Oh. Let's get that out of the way. Okay. This is Strelnikov, and all I can say is, good Lord, that was a long, long, long podcast. Yeah. Money train. I've seen Money Train on cable, and that's just a title. Money, they had to call it Money Train because they couldn't call it two guys who are not related but who are related are fucking around as members of the NYPD. Because that title just wouldn't sell. Or like, they could call it White Men Can't Jump Our Cops or something, you know, some, some stupid title. Make up your own, but I saw Money Train, and it was just one of those, 
They're just doing this because these two actors can work together, can't? Aren't you? You're just doing it that way, aren't you? And and they would probably, if I asked them the question, they'd probably nod their heads like, "Yeah, we only did it for the money. No more, no less, because we're we're hot right now. Yay!" So these are the thoughts of Strelnikov. Strelnikov is out. So was it was it long enough for you? Is that, is that what you're trying <laughs> to say? I think you're saying it was long. Oh, yeah, I thought it was our normal runtime. Yeah. It just seems long. Yeah. It does. It's an optical illusion, mm-hmm. Michael. It's a show or not a girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's a show or it, not a girl. It's actually a, like an audible illusion. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, Money Train. I don't... You, yeah. yeah. That we, other title was better. I would see a movie about... White Men Can't Jump Cops? Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably watch that too. <laughs> but yeah. I... Yeah. Pff, Money That's Train. Money it's train. not much more to be said. I'd already forgotten it. it existed. Yeah. I, I kind of had... <laughs> I was trying to. The New yeah. Year's hit, and I was like, ah, oh, money train, that's money gone. Train. <laughs> that train has sailed. <laughs> Way to mix your metaphors yep. there, bucko. Ooh, the train's uh, This boat's got off on the wrong track. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, so we so. saw some other movies. Uh-huh. Did we? I think so. What'd you see? Technically, I watched it after the start of the New Year, so I can't count it in my 2012 movies I watched on 2012 list that I never compiled. Great. But I decided to watch 2012's FDR, American Fitter. Badass. Oh, really? Huh. Oh, really? So. That sounds like a Banffcast movie. It's not. Oh. Um, because it knows what it is, and it's happy to go there. Um, is it any good? I have watched it twice already. <laughs> is I, it that good, or did you subject someone else to it? I subjected someone else to it, but then, like, I wanted kind of validation. was like, did I... Am I right in enjoying this as much as I did? Who'd you watch it with? Uh, Shiny Lights D-Strell. Ah, so, opinions may or may not vary there, so sure. form your own, but I, I really, really, really enjoyed this movie. It is, um... It's obviously... It's, it's very low budget, but somehow these people that made this obviously know a lot of people in Hollywood just to kind of say, hey, come be in my movie, probably for nothing. Like who? Was Joe Don well, Baker I mean, in it? Well, FDR <laughs> is played by um, Barry, Barry Bostwick. Hey! Bamcast's hey. own Barry Bostwick. Yeah, and um, now you're going to make me pull up the whole cast. I mean, yeah. there's a, there's just a bunch of people that show up in, in small roles, like uh, William Mapother from Lost mm-hmm. uh, is in it briefly. Um, yeah, other people, I mean, you got Bruce McGill is in it. Uh, Ray oh. Wise, uh, Kevin Sorbo in a small role. Huh. I'll explain more about that in a second. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's not like, I'm not saying this is like A-list, oh my God, I can't believe you got these stars. But I mean, it's like a movie that's obviously as low budget as this movie looks. Mm-hmm. You would think it'd have absolutely nobody in it kind of thing. So it's just constantly, you're just like, wait, that's, yeah, that's that person. Like, why Why are they in this? Like, I mean, like, weird people, like Ahmed Best, fucking the voice of Jar Jar shows up. Sure. And is like, wait, is that, is that, yeah, okay, it is. I guess he wasn't Interesting. busy. Not busy. Yeah. But it's it's really funny. It's really profane, which is great. And it just takes the whole, it, it does what kind of what, um, does what Black Dynamite, I think, tried to do that I, in ways that I don't necessarily enjoy that, like, I have faults with that. Like, I, I wish it hadn't done so much. Look at the camera. Wink, wink. We're doing a bad movie. Like, this one just fucking gets in and goes for it. And is like, we're making a bad movie. We don't have to point out that this is a bad movie at any point in time. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of appreciate it on that level a little bit better. Just because it's like, hey, this is a thing. Go with it. Okay. Um, 
What is what is the? Give me a sentence that describes the plot of this movie. Okay. What is FDR? Well, FDR would be Franklin Delano Roosevelt, motherfucker, and um. And the plot of it is is uh, he contracts polio from a werewolf bite <laughs> that bit him in the legs. Sure. So that's, well, why, that's why he has shriveled up, uh, you know, tiny polio legs. <laughs> I was not aware that that's how you contracted polio. Well, in, in this universe, you do. Okay. And so he was bitten by a werewolf. Which one? Ours or the one or the in movie the universe? one in the movie, okay. this universe. Whew. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> after further examination of said werewolf that bit him, that he then turned around and killed. Did the werewolf also have polio? Well, they can they carry it. I mean, I don't okay. think they have it. It's they have it in their sort teeth. of like his little you know crippled leg. Well, it's like werewolf. it's it's like bats and rabies. You know, like I okay. mean, they, yeah, you know, right. they may contract it or carry it, but they don't have it per se. Okay. Um. So they've upon further examination of said werewolf, they find out that not only is he a werewolf, but he is a Nazi werewolf. <laughs> All right, and that sure. it is a gang of werewolves from Germany, Italy, and Japan that are planning to start World War II. And FDR Nazi werewolves must die. Yeah, and so <laughs> FDR has to open up a can of whoop ass on them. Sure, and also in prohibition and a bunch of other wacky things. <laughs> okay, timeline seems a little strange, <laughs> but fun. Okay. Yeah, Barry Boswick just goes whole fucking hog with this role, and it's great. And it's on Netflix Instant, so oh. if you have that, which most people do, mm-hmm. um, you may check it out for free, or ish, free-ish. Now, when you say most people, do you mean most people in the world? I mean, most people that like movies are probably going to okay. plunk down some Netflix Instant kind of things. All right. Be like, I just, like movies. I'm just checking. So, FX has all the movies you need. Counter to this, I decided, let me watch the guy that made this uh, first movie, uh, Gareth Browith, I think. Garrett Garrett Browith. Gareth Browith. <laughs> Gareth Browith, I, I believe. Uh, Gareth Browith. <laughs> I don't Welcome know if it's Browith or Braywith. I don't know. My I decided to watch his, his, his prior movie to this mm-hmm. uh, that he made the year before mm-hmm. called uh, Pool Boy Drowning Out the Fury. What? Pool Is that Boy. the Kevin Sorbo, Danny yes. Trejo movie? That would be the one. I remember seeing the box art for that movie. Um, so this was <laughs> this guy's first movie and okay. made it just last year. Mm-hmm. Now, this movie, not nearly as good because sure. it does the, no, hey, this is a low budget movie. We're going to point out everything that low budget movies do wrong and make that joke too many times. Mm. It has moments. Uh, Kevin Sorbo, Danny Trejo, that's a fun combination. And again, he's got people showing up in that movie where it's like, where the fuck did you dig up this person that I recognize? Like, Mark Curry's in it. Fucking Mr. Cooper is in, the, in, in Pool Boy. Mark he's Curry just has hanging. nothing else to I do. know. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> just digging up these people where you're like, wait, is that? A, who, who, no. Mr. Why? Cooper needs to make his motherfucking rent. Yep. Sure, sure. But <laughs> all that aside, Pool Boy, Drowning Out the Fury, also a Netflix instant, came up as a recommended thing. And I was like, hey, that's that guy. <laughs> Hey. I should watch this one, too. Uh-huh. Not as much fun. Still got moments. But if you need an extra dose of that wacky kind of universe, eh, give it a try. Just don't expect as much. It's the it's the unmasking the idol to the order of the Black Eagle. It's, it's fun. It's in the same kind of world, but it's not as much fun. Okay. Does he have a third? I believe you. Does yeah. he have a third movie? Uh, not so far. Not filming anything? I, I don't know if he's in the process of, of making something. Let me look. Okay. I will do research while... <laughs> I wonder if he's, like, amassing a troop of actors. It sounds like he kind of is. Uh, only listed on two titles so far, so... All right. Did he's he got work a bunch- in any other capacity in film or production? <sighs> Looks like he's an actor. 
of sorts, TV kind of actor, <laughs> stuntman, yeah, editor. Stunt man, he's done a little bit of everything, it looks like. If he's a stuntman, he's, guys he's bonded him. with dudes yeah. like Danny Trejo sure. and Kevin Sorbo. Yeah, he's not, not that much in the way of stunts. I mean, thing. it looks like he's done more acting stuff than anything else, but mm. yeah. Right. Stunt acting, perhaps? It's just kind of weird, you know. Stunt, like, did he do any stunt rocking? Don't know. Possibly. He was the check weird. into that. <laughs> but yeah, FTR American Badass. Uh, if you like the stupid things that we like, give it a try. Okay. And, and tell me if I'm crazy, because like I, I enjoy the shit out of this movie. It's not perfect, but it's a whole lot of fun. I'm interested to see it. You, you didn't mention to me that you'd watched it until like yesterday, mm-hmm. and I was like keen to do it, but I just had to go to work. So. It's probably not a good work movie. There's boobs and lots Ooh. of swearing. Oh, I've watched worse at work. Okay. <laughs> BJ. Perhaps uh, you watched some things? I did. I watched two things. Um, which one would you like me to talk about first? Casa de mi Padre or Red State? It's newer, so let's go with Casa de okay. mi Padre. Okay, it's better. Um, I don't know that I can compare those these two to say which one necessarily is better. Mm-hmm. Because Casa de mi Padre is a very tongue-in-cheek, but played mostly straight. To, very straight. <laughs> to pretty good... <laughs> accidentally comedic effect or Uh well intentionally comedic effect um and red state is played completely straight with the intention of making you feel uncomfortable um yeah casa de mi padre 2012 movie that i first 2012 movie that i've seen in 2013 Hmm. Um, all right woohoo best 2012 movie seen in 2013 that is correct um and actually it it would have edged into my uh, into my top five had I seen it in in 2012 because it's actually, like I said, it's it's very tongue in cheek, played very straight, and that works marvelously. It's so strange how how well it works. Like yeah, it's they, weird. They do a bunch of the classic cheesy western things. Like they've got matte paintings in front of. You know, in front of generic rocks, and there's you know, fake cactuses and stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And there's like this fake lake. Um, there, <laughs> there's a point where they're riding Will Ferrell and the uh, romantic female counterpart um, are riding horses, and they're obviously like these fake animatronic horses because yeah. you can see their whole neck just kind of waving up and down. Yep. Uh, there's a part where. Uh, there, well, there are a few parts where three guys are riding in a truck down this, you know, down this long, dusty highway. And every time they do, they, they play that scene, you see the same truck pass them going by. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and they keep doing things like that. And they're very, very silly. But the all the acting is done just straight up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it. It's definitely now one of my favorite Will Ferrell things, period. Um, it's all done in Spanish. Apparently, he spent like a month learning Spanish with a dialect coach to get his Spanish I mean, down. He's, good. he's convincing at it. He's, I mean, It's not bad. It I mean, never breaks. It, it never, takes maybe about five minutes to get used to it. Yeah. Like watching it's it, you're subtitled. like, ah, but you slip right into it. Yeah. Don't, don't watch this movie. I don't know if there's a dubbed version. I hope there isn't. But if oh, there God. is, um, please don't watch it that way. It it loses a lot of it. It will, it would probably lose a lot of its effect. Yeah. If you watched it that way, it would um, be funny if like the DVD being Will Ferrell was like the dub track was 
nonsense. Like yeah, not, some yeah, other not guy. The, yeah, well, no, 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 not like it was Will Ferrell, but it was like he was reading lines some for some script. other movie. Oh, yeah. sure. Well, he was like doing like a bad lip reading thing where it's like this looks like me saying this. So yeah, that that yeah. would be funny if there that were that. It would be. Um, if I recall correctly, that movie is strangely violent towards the end. It is. Like, it's actually strangely violent throughout. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they do they do one of the things that I that I am enjoying seeing uh, these days, which is they use squibs mm-hmm. um, yes. with with real fake blood instead of CGI fake blood, um, and and I really like that. It, there's there's nothing more disingenuous than gunshots with fake blood in movies these days it's just yeah this movie did a good job with with that with the practical effects and the stunt work the stunt work was pretty yeah, good too yeah so um and it nick offerman shows up which is great yeah. um i love nick offerman's version of spanish <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which is just the absolute most white bread spanish that you could ever possibly hope to speak like just handed him a card with a spanish line on it right <laughs> hey <laughs> mi padre <laughs> hello mi padre s n l escuela just flat like that just no mm-hmm. no inflection no accent no Don emotion day is exactly pretty much and it's you know almost almost in the ron swanson voice which mm. is which is perfect um so i really 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 enjoyed it I'm really glad that I watched it, and it was one of those, it's a gift from the insomnia goddess, I guess, <laughs> because I was, I just couldn't sleep last night, and I'm like, mm, Netflix. Oh, it's on Netflix now? Yeah, Sweet. yeah, Netflix oh. Instant, mm-hmm. so Excellent. watch that shit. <laughs> so I uh, I decided to go ahead and give watch it a try. That shit? Yeah, watch right. that shit, Excellent. and I'm okay. very, like I said, very glad I did. I um, guess I will have to do that now. I have seen it on there, and I was like, it's in my instant queue, I just... Hadn't gotten there yet. Yeah, and it's not terribly long either. So, you know, and there's a great scene with a um, with a white tiger or cat of some sort <laughs> that I yeah. can't yeah. I can't describe. No. You just have to you just have to watch it. <laughs> okay. Because it's that good. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one part where it just flips out and goes silly. <laughs> so get ready for that. It's it's yeah. fun. Okay. What else did you watch? Oh, you watched Red State. Red State. I watched Red State, which is I will say that I that I like it. I think it's pretty fucking good, but it, it's a little bit hard to watch. It's kind of awfully oh man, it's awfully gritty and awfully violent. And I I don't know I guess I I don't remember hearing too much about it, so I didn't know what to expect. It's a Kevin Smith movie. Um and I guess yeah, I. Yeah, ex- but that means nothing in regards to this movie. <laughs> it, no, no, it doesn't. I I expected something a little bit. I expected some sort of lighthearted or crazy twist or funny twist, or something other than what well, it ended up. I being. think you kind of expect something like Dogma, not maybe as zany as Dogma, but you expect yeah, like like okay, a this satire. Is, yeah, yeah, a set more yeah. more satirical instead of like. Okay, and this, this is, is just like a super biting punch you in the bollocks yeah. criticism of of one specific set of individuals for the most part right who they actually i mean it's it's essentially about a, a group that's like westboro baptist church but worse. way worse yeah. and they actually mention that uh they actually mention westboro baptist and um basically the same same thing that happened to the westboro baptist church where the 
like the leader of the KKK or the uh, American neo-Nazi party came out and said, no, these guys are fucking crazy. We were just going to distance ourselves, ourselves from them. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can stand some very uncomfortable situations, it's not like Serbian film bad. Um, nothing is, but <laughs> it's, there's still some really hard stuff uh, that happens in that movie. And, I think what makes that movie even harder, especially like towards the third act, is that it sort of tries to get a little silly, like during the violence of the third act. Like it it sort of gets sort of absurdist at times where it's like some of these characters are so far gone, they're they're just sort of being silly about things. And it's like, this is odd. It's yeah. all very odd. It, it, it has strange it tunnel is, shifts. I yeah. mean, I think that's what kind of breaks it in why some movies I don't like that in. Like I... If it's too hard, like, I mean, that's almost one of the reasons I don't love From Dust Till Dawn. Is it's just like, it's such a hard tonal shift at a certain point that it's like. That like, is two separate yeah, movies. Yeah, I, I, exactly. Two but, movies that collide together. Right. And it's right. like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just saying, like, it does something similar, maybe not quite as bad, but yeah, it does kind of take a kind of a weird left turn at a certain point where it's like, what? Wait, what movie am I watching now? Like, it, well, it, yeah. it it's almost several different films altogether. I mean, yeah. it sort of starts like a like a teen comedy and then goes into a horror film and then becomes this sort of satire on the Westboro Baptist Church and the the ATF. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, what movie am I watching now? Right. You know. Yeah. I almost feel like they if they had cut st- I, they couldn't have the way the story progresses, but if they'd cut it up to where you were alternating between these tones, you could get a more fleshed out story instead of Teen comedy, teen comedy, teen comedy. Oh my god, horror movie, horror movie, horror movie, and now whatever the third act is. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, and it it does at least at least it sticks, you know, sticks with its story. Um, but I did read that uh, when when they were making this movie, Kevin Smith was basically editing on the fly. Like mm-hmm. he'd he'd get the prints because uh, they were doing it all digital, so he'd get the quote-unquote prints and then yeah and then edit the movie right there um like that night and come in the next day shoot edit so by the time they were done with the movie he had a nearly complete edit of the movie so i think it may it may suffer from that and that may be explains some of the you know kind of wild tonal shifts but um michael park's great performances oh he's at him like he's just great and he sings in the movie all the all the songs that are sung by his preacher character are actually sung by him um john goodman turns in a pretty damn decent performance um i continuing the long tradition of me liking john goodman in things <laughs> who um, you rebel <laughs> yeah, yeah i know well you know I, I i try to play fast and loose uh by liking john goodman um kevin pollock is unnecessarily in this movie he is part of the Kevin Smith staple. Yeah, but, you know, he... I, I think it's a little weird what happens to his character and people's reaction to what happens to his character. It's odd. That, that's that's literally where the movie kicks into this oddness for me, where I was just like, oh, hmm. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where we're going now. Yeah. You know, and that leads to, like, a joke at the end of the movie where it's just like, really? <laughs> this is all leading to a punchline? <laughs> Huh. Well, the aristocrats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, 
you know, I, I think that movie was an interesting experiment for Kevin Smith. Can he do something dramatic? I think the answer is yes. Did he make it a successful movie while doing so? I don't know. I don't know. I would never watch it again. Successful? Maybe not. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I might watch it again, but it, it'll it'll probably be a while before I do. Um, Stephen Root shows up, and I like Stephen Root. He's good in all things. You were just yes. going out on a limb today. Yeah, just. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm I'm wacky. <laughs> but yeah, I'd I'd say if you haven't seen it, it is also on Netflix Instant, so give that a watch. Um feels like it's the time for Netflix Instant. It's just like, yeah, it's kinda cold outside. Yeah. I don't want to go to even go to the red box. Just Fuck that. click. Yeah. <laughs> there's well, things. I mean, it's I also keep finding things that I that I want to see and there's some oh, stuff sure, like, yeah. like Casa de Mi Padre that Feels like it just fell out of theaters, even though it didn't. Um, yeah, know, I've noticed a decent number of stuff. 2012 things on there. Yeah. I was like, kind of going through. And I was like, oh, that's that's newish. I want to watch that. Yeah, mm-hmm. good old Netflix Instant, my constant companion. Yeah, I've been I've been mainlining some TV. I don't know if it's time for TV talk, but Chuck, you said you've been watching TV. Yeah, yeah. we we've just been marathoning. I, I've been trying to get back into Game of Thrones. Ah, and uh, started watching Homeland also, hmm. which is shockingly good where so do, where far. does that turn because i gave it like three episodes and i was like not tickling my fancy right now like it's not i mean i didn't dislike it it was just like i this is not the show i need right now that's about where we are okay i i haven't gotten to the part where the internets are just like oh my god oh yeah. man but i mean there was the part of the first episode that tickled my fancy pretty good but um <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> um i i just once i found out that there are a lot of 24 people involved in this production uh, okay. i was like i'm in yeah, uh, these guys know what they're doing. I'm I'm on board with this, so I, I'm interested to see where the, where it's going. It, it's got a hook that I'm interested to see how they can maintain it. Um, those are the kinds of shows that I usually stick around with for a while to see if they just beat a premise to death or if they deal with it and then have something better up their sleeve to move on to. So, hmm. okay. so far I'm digging it. Yeah, I'll I'll probably go back to it. It's just it was like when I started, it was like this is not the show I need right now. Like I don't. I'm not in the mood for hard-hitting drama. I well, that's need. how Game of Thrones was for me when I first started watching. I was just like, I, I got too many shows on right now. I can't. All these dudes, I don't know their names, and winter's <laughs> coming, and I don't understand. It, it, it was a lot to take in, but like when it finally started sinking in, yeah. I love that show so much. Well, this time, I, I'm feeling better about it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, because there's a lull of TV right now where it's just like there's nothing. I think they did a really good job of like introducing you to that world of like, Let's not hit you over the heads with people's names. Let's just give you some subtle hints and you'll start to kind of figure out yeah. the power struggle and not like. Yeah, they, I, they are not hitting you with with so much story. It's yeah. just like, OK, here are these people and they're going to sort of reference things that have happened or, or will be happening. But yeah, it's not very, very much looking forward to March only, except I think it's going to be really painful. Like I. I told myself I wasn't going to catch up on that show because, like, it, I knew that was going to sh- be a show that I wanted to watch marathon style. And, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't care. I'm, as soon as it starts airing again, I will definitely be watching it. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I've I've been I marathoned what was on Netflix available for The Walking Dead to get caught up on that. Oh well, where where's Netflix on that? Uh, you, the first two seasons. Okay, so I think it's just one behind, right? I think they there's finished the, season three. The, the first half of season three is over. Okay, okay. so there's another half to go. Okay, so they're doing that thing. Yeah. Okay. Holy God, do they switch gears for season three? Really? Well, I think I know where it's going based on the final shot of season two. I'm pretty sure I recognize what I, they showed me. Okay. And I was like, that totally <laughs> makes sense. And yeah. I, that, why didn't you think of something like that earlier? Yeah, it's going there. 
Okay. And then it's going a lot of other places. <laughs> good God, that show, though. I mean, the first season was really good, like mm-hmm. really, really good. And um, that final episode is just goddamn amazing. Um, I I started season two, like not real sure if I... Because isn't that where Frank Darabont left? Didn't he leave after one season? He left at the end of two. At the end of two. That's why... I know his, I know his certain, name was still on there. Yeah. But he, I, he was there mostly through the end. Um, when characters start exiting the show, it is in response to him exiting the show. Interesting. So okay. people who left, left in protest. Okay. So. Hmm. That, those characters probably should not have ended up the way they did. Okay. But they fired that dude and interesting yeah okay well i just i i wasn't sure how i was going to feel about the second season and then the the sort of glue that held that season together just ended up being such a crazy emotional journey um oh yeah i'm being very vague for people that haven't watched it (laughs) i know i know what Um, you're talking about yeah i mean it's just like i was like i don't know where where you go now um and, and my other problem was giving a little shout out to our other podcast, having just basically marathon the walking dead game. Mm-hmm. Um, I basically had watched one episode. I'd watched the first episode of walking dead long ago and was like, yeah, I'm into this. I just want to give it some time. Cause I, I, I do. I like to marathon shows. I don't necessarily like to be a week to week for everything. Sitcoms. I don't mind. Right. Dramas like this. I, I love to let them linger and be able to watch a whole season in a row. Sure. So I watched one episode. It was like, good. I'm on board with this. Just let it sit. Let, let some time pass. Mm-hmm. Then played the game. And went back to the show, mm-hmm. and my mind was like, "Shit, what was in which now? <laughs> right, Where are we going?" No, yeah. I was like, and then like I started realizing, like I I wish I'd watched at least the first season before playing the game mm-hmm. because I didn't realize the crossover. Yeah, there's two characters that cross over in the game into the movie into the TV show. Yes, and I think that might have been a lot more poignant had I known. Like I I did a kind of a double take when I started season two of the show, and I was like. Wait a tick. Was mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that 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 was just kind of yeah. made the game even a more enriching experience. I think. So I did overall. Would you say you liked season two? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, like I said, it's weird that it kind of has like a fourth act to what I was saying was like the <laughs> right the glue of the season in yeah. my in my mind, but um, it's still good. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, and I, I'm very much looking forward to that. I guess I have more I can get caught up on and then wait to whenever it starts back up again. It It's, I, I will be as vague with this as I can, but. Expect a different show, sort of. It is a different show. Okay. Comes season three. Season three is much more, strangely, much more like the video game than the previous two seasons before. Whereas like all of a sudden there's shit going down. Okay. All the time. Yeah. It's not building to anything. It is constant shit going down. Oh, fun. <laughs> so, like, you know, the awful, awful choices that you had to make in the video game, they're making those choices in each episode. <laughs> goody. Goody, goody, goody. Yeah, so. Oh, now, boy, some more depression. Are you caught up on Doctor Who yet? N- no. You need to get caught up on Doctor Who. I, I know. So I can talk about Doctor Who. Uh, okay. Because the Christmas this, special is supposedly very good. Yes, I will say this. The the Christmas special has renewed my faith in in that show going forward. You had loss. I there there are some <laughs> missteps towards the end of oh. this the first half of the season they're in now. Okay, where it's just like I don't know if people know what they're doing. Okay, like the storytelling. There's something wrong. Like someone is not paying attention, or there's just something wrong with the pace of this show. Hmm. 
And this Christmas special has rebooted it to a point where it's just like, yes, I am. Let's do this. I am on board with where we are going now. Hmm. Okay. But I, I, I want to say one specific thing. Uh, any doctor, any doctor who writers who are listening to this podcast, if you write down the phrase doctor who in dialogue, kill yourself. People it, it, that has now become a running joke in every goddamn episode that someone asks the question, oh. Dr. Who it is the most irritating thing ever. It's like the first time it ever happened. People were like, ha ah. And then after that, it's just like, Christ stop. So, well, the, the big episode where that was a major thing and not a joke was really good. Yes, but it <laughs> persists. Okay. <laughs> and it's like, okay, stop. All right. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> stop. Yeah. Yeah. Get caught up on that. <laughs> we'll do. Okay. I have to, I have to do, uh, I'm doing iTunes for that because I don't have BBC America on my channel package. Sure. So that's the, it's actually fairly cheap on iTunes. Wait, you have Prime, right? I do. Uh, they're free on Prime. Free, free? The Christmas special went up free like the day after it aired. Really? Yeah. I was not aware of I'm that. I'm almost positive. I thought it was like, I thought they had it, but I thought it was pretty far behind. I, like I said, the Christmas special was up the next day on Prime. Uh, okay. So I okay. can't imagine they've skipped a whole bunch of other stuff. I will double check. I, okay. I own stuff I haven't even watched on iTunes yet, but when I get caught up, I will possibly hold sure. off on buy more. It's, it's, it's actually reasonably priced to, oh, yeah. to own it in HD, yeah. surprisingly. Yeah. If it's TV time, uh, sure. TV time, yay! yay! How it's made? Uh, no, <laughs> actually, I haven't watched an episode of How It's Made in a while. That explains the three movies that I watched oh. last week. Gasp! And two movies this week. Whoa! Um, new seasons of Portlandia were available, and would it change my mind about watching that show, <laughs> or is it still? Like I said, it wasn't that it wasn't funny. It's just I can't watch it because I I want to murder people like that. So I can't laugh. <laughs> well, that's that's part okay. of what I like about uh, okay. it. Is it's, okay. it's 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 these people that I already make jokes about these types of people, but it's kind of funny to see these ridiculous characters dragged out into more than just like a, a one line joke between my buddies at the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of enjoying that sort of thing. Or I kind of enjoying. Durr. I kind of enjoy <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, so I watched yesterday. Um, I watched. All of the season two, which is now available on Netflix Instant, um, so it's it's pretty competent. Um, there's a the last episode. There are two last episodes. Um, what of the? Yeah, they do. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but they did. They did the last show of of the season, and they did like a director's cut of the last show of the season. Okay, um, they've been. Who else does that? Um, some other show I was watching, like a sitcom, they would have director's cuts of them. I think Parks and Rec actually had some. Like, I mean, there was something like one of the bigger shows that I, I don't know if it was on Hulu or whatever, but you'd see one and then it was like, there it was again, but it was like five minutes longer. Community has those. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it was... I didn't need to watch the 48-minute version when there was already a 20-something minute version. Okay. That was, you know, it was good, but a little bit, you know, a little bit too long as it was. Oh. And then <laughs> I discovered that Always Sunny is available on Netflix Instant, mm-hmm. so I uh, started watching that, and that took me until five a.m. Yeah. today. I- I've been watching that all in sequence uh, over again now because I mean I did a lot of that. Yeah, I-, I think I marathoned like the first two seasons, and then it- I was caught up. 
So mm-hmm. I, I was week to week, and and watching it in sequence all over again is really good for my perception of that show. And mm-hmm. I, I'm actually realizing the more I watch it, I am in awe of Caitlin Olson as far as like a physical comedian. She continually does some of the funniest goddamn shit on that. And like, she was always just like the person they pick on. Obviously, like the first right. time you watch it, it's like, oh fuck, sweet D. You know, everyone's like, you're, you're the dumb, you know, girl. We don't listen to you. And like when you rewatch it, and you're like you separate yourself from that mindset of like that, that being the plot point of every episode. Some of the shit she does is constantly cracking me up. Yeah. I mean, like I, I, th- I think I threw it out on Twitter. There's the one where like the, it's the human meat, Charlie, that episode. Mm-hmm. And she's eating the, the Philly cheesesteak, like a bird just cracks <laughs> me up. And then like her stand up comedy where she can't help but dry heave is just one of the funniest damn things I've ever seen. So I'm, I'm just, I'm getting like a new appreciation from like, kind of watching the show from a different perspective like it was always like oh my god charlie's funny and now it's like now i can like step back and be like yeah he's still funny but now let me pay more attention to some of the other stuff that's going on yeah it's all i'm i'm kind of glad that i'm watching it from the from the beginning because of stuff like that and Mm -hmm. when i watched it the first time i it was all sort of split up so i didn't get real continuity and i i may have watched some episodes out of order or some seasons out of order um but being able to watch it in you know in in its actual sequence kind of how it's supposed to be um makes a big difference and i didn't realize that gun fever was so early in that show's run yep and that's a fucking brilliant episode Mm -hmm. yep that's all i have for tv and movies so i'm done okay i'm gonna go now (laughs) all right see ya (laughs) see you later yeah no i just when i when i realized always sunny was i think it's actually a fairly recent edition of netflix that was yeah, it hasn't been on because every time you people talk about it, I'm like, I should start watching this show. Well, I think not it, on Netflix. I think six or maybe seven up seasons are on there. Oh. It's a lot. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Shiny Lights, Steve Shaw and I. That's what our latest venture of marathoning show has been. That sounds like a wonderful adventure. It is. It's magical. You guys are like the Goonies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we don't say guys as much. Guys, guys, guys. guys. Yeah, I, I've been guys. trying to, you know. I, I mean, I introduced them to Arrested Development. Some of these shows is like you know people missed that they shouldn't miss, and mm-hmm. eventually I'm going to get around to doing like Freaks and Geeks. It's just like that's an hour long show. That's a little harder. I mean, there's not many episodes, but it's a little right. harder to. We could just show them half hour chunks. Okay, say, this is how it aired in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Right. Well, let's wrap this up, shall we? How about oh, we do yeah, some yeah. contact information? Whatever. All get, right. Get, uh, check us out on the website at bmfcast.com. Send us emails to bmf at bmfcast.com. Check us out on Twitter and Facebook at twitter or facebook.com slash bmfcast. Find us on Stitcher, which is a, an app for all of your relevant mobile devices that will stream all of our glory directly into your ear holes through the magic of telephono telephony and the internet. Did you go costume at Damien Padre? There for <laughs> a second? Telephono. Telephono. Por el telephono. Marque el, el Stitcher. Yeah. <laughs> also, search for us on iTunes. Search for Bad Movie Fiends. Subscribe, rate, and review. We love you if you do. Like how I rhyme. I do it all the time. And finally, check us out on El Telefono or give us a call on El Telefono. Uh, 910 5 BMF, 910-556-926 Trace. Give us a call. Make yourself an important part of internet history. Excellent. Yeah. Yay. That was good contact information. That was, gr- that. that was great contact information. I loved it. It was the best ever. El teléfono. Best contact information of 2013. Para Bamcas, marque el nueve. <laughs> sí. Huh. 
Uh, Prima dos. Yo soy Harlow. Me llamo Chuck. I'm BJ. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's Mackie. That's Mackie. And this is Banff cast out.